podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Makers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Midweek Fix call-in with me, Gav, Sean, and Keith. Um, as usual, this show is going to last an hour. If you want to call in, you can. Um, if you don't, you don't have to. You can leave some stuff in the comments, and we call them out as we go. Um, brought to you by bookmakers.com, as always. Check them out for all the best odds on all sports across all bookmakers, if you gamble, but do so responsibly. If you don't gamble, stats you know, comparisons, all that sort of stuff. There's loads on that website where you don't have to gamble, basically. So go and check that out. We'll talk about our charity stuff later. Um, I'll tell you how I'm about to take over the world of golf um, and release the golf video on YouTube on the same day that Netflix have brought out the biggest golf documentary they've ever done. And I wander in with this fucking video, me and Neely. Uh, but anyway, we'll get on to that later. Um, Shawnee, how are you? Have Arsenal, um, cool. is Arsenal's title bit over, Shawnee? Told you this week, ago when you were saying it was theirs to lose. It's good it was. It was. And it they've, they've had chances. Never, City have been beaten and everything. It was never theirs. Now look tonight, Gabby, I'm never going to win a title with Aaron Ramsdale. And uh, Honestly, he's he's an English minion, like, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, part of, me, part of me would prefer to see Arsenal win all of them cheating bastards. But then I realise as well that I'd say it's more than likely... Mikel Arteta had more than one bank account when he was walking from Man City, so he's yeah. he's he's part of it as well. So, um, yeah, I think City didn't even have to be good to beat them tonight, which is probably alarming for Arsenal because mm. I don't think City are anywhere near was... their best now, and it, and it looks like they're about to do the thing when they win eight or nine in a row. Mm. That's it, it. Feels a bit like that. The the they swatted Villa aside and then they've, they've won that tonight without being really good. But I've, I've he, heard... he didn't have to be great. No, no, and I've heard I've heard a couple of I've heard a couple of um Arsenal fans talk Keith recently about how they might be starting to be found out a little bit. Now that's not that's not knocking Arsenal, they've been brilliant, but teams are coming, you know, like it's a bit like, you know, when a team comes up and you go, Wow, they're a fucking breath of fresh air, but they get copped on to Sheffield United, do you remember? Where overlapping wing overlapping centre backs and all but yeah, a few yeah. Arsenal fans have been concerned that it's the same style of play all the time and teams are starting to cop onto it. Yeah, it's very um it's very Aldi version of Pep Guardiola, isn't it? Like Mikel Arteta, he plays the one way and he's a, a disciple of just playing the right way. And when it goes stale, it goes stale and I'd I'd be worried about Arsenal. I I never felt Arsenal could win the league because I until they proved that they could go on these runs that Shawnee's talking about that we think City are gonna go on. I just didn't think they had it in them. And I think you're seeing them having a good start of the season. You're seeing Manchester United improving, you're seeing Newcastle doing well, but it's during a down year for Liverpool and Man City. Now obviously Liverpool are having a down down year, we're <laughs> having a very down year. But I just felt Arsenal didn't have the minerals. And they could still win the league, let's be honest. We're not writing them off just yet. But it's, starting, it's coming to pass what we all suspected would happen in any way, that they'll start wobbling, they'll start dropping points. And similar for Newcastle, in my opinion, as well. They'll start dropping points and then pressure will come on, whereas they haven't really... 
wouldn't say they haven't had pressure so far, but I found Arsenal particularly to be very lucky in a lot of their games this season in the sense that they got teams at the right time. And people say that's stupid. You have to play every team twice. But, you know, you can get a promoted team, for example, on the first day of the season and they're a nightmare. You can get them in fucking April and they're already down and it's a different kettle of fish. You know, I just felt Arsenal were quite lucky in some of their, their fixtures, the way they went. But look, they've done well up till now. I can understand the fans getting a bit nervous because when you see the likes of City who are a juggernaut, who have done them 90-point seasons, who have done them 10, 11, 12-game winning streaks, and they're starting, as, as Sean and yourself said there, they're starting to get them wins without even having to be in top gear, you'll start worrying. And it takes a mentality to keep up with that and fight around. It's the thing that made Liverpool so good over the years is that they had that and were able to go head-to-head right till the end. And it'll be interesting to see if Arsenal have that or if mm. they don't. It's, um, you know, they're still... Well, City have gone top, haven't they, on goal difference, I think. Um, Arsenal have that game in hand, but they have to go to City as well. Um, I think it's April. But, you, you know, a few people in the chat there are saying with regards to... Mikel Arteta and he's kind of losing his head a little bit, and, oh, but that, but that's what that's what happens when it's City, you know, and they they just I think the worst thing for Arsenal is what's gone on with City and and the accusations being made against them because even against Villa at the weekend they all looked a bit spiky, they all looked a bit very driven for me, and it was a, a real act of defiance, and maybe this is. I don't know, maybe City's last stand as this squad where they're going to be defiant and go out and win a league and say, right, we've won it again, what are you going to do about it? it could that be a factor, Shani, that City have the bit between their teeth now? Not only because they've gone above Arsenal, albeit with one more game, but the fact that you know they feel like the whole world is against them at the minute. Yeah, obviously look, it could be a factor, but I think had all of this not come out, I'd still just fancy City because just experience would yeah. tell you that they've done it before. They've been there and done the dance. And I don't think anyone in that Arsenal squad I'd consider serial winners. And they're the youngest, they're the youngest squad in the league. So it's they've been very impressive to get to where they've gotten to and sort the standard they've set themselves this year. And look, I know Arsenal fans would have been getting horny. We've seen it ourselves, but that was kind of a marker, I think, tonight. Of I was watching that game. It was big boy football for sixty minutes. It was. It, it was a like a proper ding dong, and then the legs were just gone from Arsenal because they weren't able to maintain <coughs> yeah. that level under a game of that tempo. Mm. Um, and I don't think anyone has really challenged them. Look, I think we went there earlier in the season when we weren't great, and we gave them a game. They got a couple of dodgy decisions against us. And it took them to beat us. Uh, they beat United. And I think United beat them at home as well. So, I don't know. I've seen someone say Sichenko's a serial winner, yeah. But he was on and off the bench for C. He was he's a squad gonna, player, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to... Look, he's not going to drag... He's not going to drag you out of a ditch. He didn't tonight. Mm. He was... He's a 7 out of 10 player. And it's grand having a 7 out of 10 player when you have the Bruins and Bernardo Silvers and and everyone else in your team. Like Sinchenko's would be a perfect squad player. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But I don't think anyone had Arsenal down for a title charge this year. I just think they had themselves in such a position where look how good they've been and they've only lost I think that was the third loss of the season tonight, I think. Mm. And they're not top of the league. Yeah. But that's and, just and that, the way it I know, I know they have yeah. a game in hand. I know they have a game in hand. I actually think it's against City, isn't it? Mm. They're, they're, they're both of their games. We lost. Did we lose two games last season? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think like that's that's like and City have been poor according to most and I know people are saying City are struggling at the detriment of Haaland but where would they be if it wasn't for this fucking 27 league goal let's mm. yeah. be honest I because I don't, I don't I think De Bruyne has been way below his level Bernardo so I think a lot of them have I think City's standout players this year have been maybe Ake and, and Mares players who probably didn't feature as much last year because yeah. I think very much like Liverpool City are struggling from the born out of playing 60 game seasons the last couple of years yeah. But yeah. they just have two squads. City have had two squads for for the longest time. Yeah. So they're better equipped to cope. But um, yeah, to be honest with you, cheating bastards, I can't stomach them. Uh, oh, I still 100% though, want Arsenal to win the league. Even though we know it's all coming in over the line. But they are cheating bastards. It makes it difficult to stomach. And you see, like, Neville, Neville being a bit of a, a cheerleader for them as well is yeah, kind of makes madness. me fucking sick, you know? It, it just yeah, but, but, Gary ne- but Gary Neville is a cheerleader for them because Gary Neville wants Manchester United to be exactly what Man City are. He wants them to be on. Yeah, owned. I know, but look, but that, but that's, look, listen, listen, that's what it is. Ne- Gary, Gary Neville, ne- but Gary Neville, listen, Gary Neville's on Sky and people keep going, oh, but Neville's doing this. What do you expect? Gary Neville's the fella that stood in Old Trafford and high-fived Man United fans that, that barreled into the fucking ground to get a game called off. Mm-hmm. Gary Neville is the fella that was out there giving out about the... the the Super League because oh, oh, what's it going to do to domestic football but th- if this side are out there and they have financially doped their way to where they are what has that done to, to domestic football yeah. it'll be what, interesting it, it, there's no point in trying to make sense of Gary Neville anymore yeah no there's, there's not like, like listen if, if you didn't know who Gary Neville was and he wasn't a legendary defender in the Premier League he'd won Countless amount of titles. If you didn't know that about him, you think he's a fucking agent because he is a yeah. fucking agent. If you had, if you had to listen to him, um, and MP says there, there, but MP he's a bit says, of pantomime character now. Exactly, but he says, he's like Stephen A. Smith in America. But, like, but that's M- what he'd be like. But MP says Neville also doesn't want Arsenal to win. The reason he doesn't want Arsenal to win is because Arsenal have a model that's less expensive than Manchester United. And if Arsenal win it, it shows up Manchester United again. The same way Liverpool in 2020 when it showed up Manchester United. And all the all the answers for Gary Neville with regards to Manchester United is to get rid of the Glazers and bring people in like well, like the Man City owners and go, we've all the money in the world because that's what they've been used to for the last 30 years. Having the most, be being the biggest boys. I have to get a caller in here because they're waiting ages. Will we get them in? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, go on. We have waiters, do we? Yeah, we have waiters. Here we go. Three. Suresh. Can Hello, you hear boys. Us? Can you hear me? Yeah. How yeah. are you? What's up? What's happening? Uh, I'm Grant, calling from deepest, darkest Glasgow, as I'm sure you can tell. Ah, yes. Never a guest. Never yeah. a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Suresh, how are you? I'm Grand. I'm Grand. Long time listener, first time caller, as they say around these Classic parts. Classic line. Classic. Classic oh, line. Like, go on, like you have John a question. Lopey. Or a comment. So, but my question's not particularly Liverpool related, but saw the atmosphere last night and thought it was absolutely cracking. Really looked good. So my question is, what's the best sporting event that you boys have ever been to? So Ooh. for context, I live pretty close to Parkhead, Celtic Park, and the best thing that I've ever been to was the Celtic to Barcelona one. If any of you guys remember that in 2012, yeah. Yeah, so that's the best thing that I've ever been to. So, what about you boys? I like that. It's probably Liverpool games for me, and I'm trying to go through a few. Um, mine's not. What? What's yours then? Because yours is less boring I, than mine. I was at uh, UFC 189, 
McGregor okay. Mendes okay. um in Las Vegas and the fight before that was Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler. Oh the oh, yeah, that was a great fight, yeah. It, it's it's still regarded as the greatest UFC card of all time. Um and the atmosphere at that was absolutely fucking bonkers. Because um Sinead O'Connor sang McGregor into the, G, was it? into the into the arena and I, I I only when we found out afterwards that she was there, I had no idea because I couldn't hear her. The noise was just raucous and uh it looked like he was gonna like my legs were like jelly in the fourth round because it just wasn't going his way, you know. And we've been kind of told things from inside the camp before the fight that like McGregor was pretty much fight with one leg before he went. His knee was bollocks going into that fight, so I already added to it. But the let off when he knocked him out, man, was like it was euphoric. Like I'd never seen that. Like if. If you're a UFC fan and you haven't watched that card, watch it back. Even if you're not an MMA fan, watch it back and watch that card. It was absolutely fucking bonkers. That's that's right up there with the best sporting event I've ever been at. I don't. It, it'll be hard topped because being a UFC fan and MMA fan, the mm. the spectacle that night was just fucking incredible. Keith. Someone um, says in the chat, it's definitely Brentford at home. Yeah, I was going to say, Brentford at home. Yeah, what a day. Everyone had a great time. Yeah. Great, you don't talk about it, though. We talked about it once and got lashed out. We yeah. used two fuckers talk about Brighton over and over again and no one said a thing. But look, I'm not yeah. there. I'm not there. Now, look, mine was a football when I was in Liverpool, but it was a bit cliched. But when I seen Messi playing for Barcelona, it's an experience at a sporting event that I haven't sort of come across so Messi to me is the greatest footballer that ever lived and has been from a very early stage you know you could see the writing on the wall with this fella and it was about 10 years ago we went to dreary night Barcelona and they were playing Real Sociedad I think there was Thiago played for Barca that night as well Christian Tello loads of skid marks because they were playing in the Champions League on the midweek the big Champions League game so they rested a few which was a bit gutting but Messi played and the experience I'm sure loads of people have been to watch Barcelona but the, the tension and the excitement when the ball goes near Messi at the new camp is unreal. It's everyone, you just feel it sweeping onto the edge of your seat and there's a like a, <gasps> every time. And it's something that, I know in all football matches, you do get a bit of that, but with Messi, it was just it was just different. And for me, that's the best sporting um, thing. That I, I went to the wrestling as well before the lockdown with my son. That was good. He's going back to that this year. Okay. But, uh, it was definitely messy. Oh, you down, were you down the point depot watching? Down the point depot, yeah. I was watching Dortmund tonight now, and I think I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go next year. I think there's only and one, I, there's I, only I, one ground to go to in the world, and it has the to be the Bombonera. Yeah, it has to be the Bombonera. That's far apart. The monumental go to the bleeding. Well, mine, mine is, I, I've been thinking through Liverpool games and stuff, and a lot of Liverpool games have been decent atmospheres and stuff. The derby actually last year when I, that I was at Liverpool, Everton was really good because it was just low. They were real low, the needle in it. Like everything, you know, Pickford falling on the ground. and But the whole, you could feel the tension in the ground massively. Um, and then it went off when, when Liverpool scored Origi and, and stuff like that. The most blown away I've ever been around sport was when Ireland came home from the 1990 World Cup and they went on an open top bus from Dublin Airport into Dublin City Centre and the crowds and I'm eight years of age and I just could not believe the crowds around me and 
you know, the players coming off the, out in front of you. And it was unbelievable. I know it's not a sporting event, but it was it's sport-related after a World Cup and Ireland's first World Cup. And it, it was mind-blowing to me. Joe Fagan in the chats, I've never heard a crowd like Anfield 2005 versus Chelsea. Brilliant being there. Of course, a lot of people like Dortmund. Um, the Dortmund game, the Barcelona game of 2019. Suresh, are you a Celtic fan? Parkhead, regular? Brought up in and about Celtic. Henrik Larsson used to live in my street, so a real, real Celtic influence. It was yeah. pretty cool. I've got some uh, yes. signed memorabilia somewhere in the gaff. Yeah. Um, so that's probably worth a fair bit. But um, yeah, Best fans to... in the world. Boy, I'm yeah, They're good. Boy, that's what I'm saying. I'm so you're saying the Bombonera bomb is good, but Wesson uh, Parkhead under the lights, it's, it's very, very good. It's um, definitely up there, all right. <laughs> I remember, I've, been, I've, I've only been, been, been to Celtic Park once. I've only been to Celtic Park once. Um, it brought me. I'm Irish, but I've, 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 I watch Celtic. I'm not. You know, there's loads of Celtic fans in Ireland. Um, but I wouldn't be one where to watch every Celtic game. My brother would be a big Celtic fan, and I brought him for his 18th birthday. So you're talking 20 years ago, and I can't even remember who they were playing. They won about five, six, one. Larson, I think, scored a hat trick. But watching him that day, just the stadium is brilliant. Everything about it. But when you go in and you're up high and you're online with an 18 yard box and you're watching Larson move, it's it's phenomenal to watch. Like his move. Was that the six uh, two game where Larson chips the keeper? No, this was like this was a league game. I can't even remember who it was against. They won about six one. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of an old And it was form. it was mm. February, probably February two thousand and two or two thousand mm. maybe. But it was just watching Larson was just mind-boggling you know I think something played up front of him that day and something was all about balling to him, you know take it, take it out and Larson was just yeah. constantly moving constantly moving and probing and then bang he was scoring goals he, he was unbelievable to watch um, Larson even against even in, an, even in an easy game the work rate he put in and the movement of him his finishing um, he, he was a special special player and Parkhead is brilliant um, yeah. everything about it is brilliant isn't it mad the state of the old firm now and you look back to the 90s and the 2000s and you look at the players that were playing on both sides of that and it was absolute quality you know whether it be Celtic even Rangers you know in, in the 90s and they had Gazza and all that playing for them Brian Loudrup the quality of player was just unbelievable the rest of the league obviously always suffered we know that but you look yeah. at it now and it's it's a bleeding it's a, a distant relative at those days yeah. I know I was I was too young for that kind of stuff, but it's um, you hear stories of the Gattusos, the Van Bronckhorsts, your yeah. Larsons. You've you got your... We were only talking yeah. about um, I don't know what it was on the show here recently. I just between ourselves, we we're talking about um, Luba Moravchik. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and people that don't know, know I'll say it again: people that don't know Luba Moravchik, type it into YouTube Moravchik Celtic and watch some of the stuff he does. It's yeah. it's absolutely criminal that he only turns up at Celtic at thirty. Five, I think yeah. he was when he turned up. Mm. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he was um, we have to let you go, Suresh, because I have another caller coming oh. in, so they're flying in. Suresh, call up back again. Yeah, great up. to see you. Up the cells. Up, up the, the cells. Pleasure, boys. <laughs> see you in a bit, bud. Take it. Oh, shit, I'm at the knocking Keith off. Keith's gone. Keith, I'm now. Keith, Oh, Carlino's coming in here. Hold on. Get Carlino in. There he is. Carlino, how are you? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, all good. Oh, evening, lads, evening, lads. How are you? Uh, I had to call out to watch that Man City game. Oh, my God. That team makes me sick. Not going to lie. <laughs> it makes me sick. Like, 
I, I mean, I'm not really into the title race this season, obviously for obvious reasons, but like hear people say they want it, they want um Austin to win it. I kind of want Messi. I wanted Messi to win it uh, originally because just because of you know club legacy and all that. But like just after you know just after just I like as Liverpool fan, you know, May United is a team that you hate, but City they disgust me to be honest, especially after what's going on recently. Um, all that stuff and like Pep, you know, you, you want to give him a pass, but after what he's saying in the press conference, like you just know he's he's all in it. All the other players are in it, and like just see them like celebrate. I don't know. It just makes me sick. it makes me sick. I don't know. Yeah. Where do you, t- where do you think this? Where do you think this title goes now? Um, honestly, City might just win it again. To be honest, that's kind of one of the reason why is I'm because like um, Arsenal are kind of um, you can kind of see in the faces like they um, I don't know if they, they're able to like sustain the city pressure. Like, you know, I don't know if it's like PTSD from our battles with Peach, uh, with City, but I don't, I don't know if Arsenal can can withhold. I mean, I, I would like Arsenal to win it, but, um, yeah, I think City might just come in. Do you give United a chance? No, well, not really. You, farm. You, can't, you can't knock it. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, um, you know, when they get in good form again, then they get a draw out of nowhere sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's tough because it's – it just makes it even more worse to be a local fan because, like, out of all the years, past seasons, like, this could have been one where we um, could have easily won it. But, I mean, what you going to do? I mean, the, like, again, the the, the I'm sure you guys have seen that video on Twitter uh, with Aston Villa fans talking about Pep's uh, legacy and all that. And I, like, I've been thinking about, like... Yeah, um, that's, um, that's Conan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's been on the show yeah. a few times. He's great. They hate him. Yeah, like... Actually, thinking about like what, like, do you guys view Pep as like a like all time like top three manager? Because I'm really struggling to put him, put him in there. Like, uh, it's oh, especially if the like, you, know, you do okay. Well, why so? I just think he do, I, I think manager and coach are two different things. I think he's he's definitely one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, we manager. Agree. I'm 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 not sure. Um. As much as it pains me to to kind of admit, it, I think people like I'll, I'll caveat, like caveat everything I'll say. That Barcelona team is the greatest club side of all time, in my opinion. Um, I think it's twelve fourteen. Is it? Mm. Is that the, 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 the game against United at Wembley is ten eleven. Ten eleven. Yeah, yeah uh, between our eight uh, and eleven. Yeah, they they were unbelievable. I know outside of Barca you can kind of question his track record. And I do, I get that. But I think people kind of gloss over a couple of big decisions he had to make at Barcelona at the time. Yeah. In terms of casting out someone like Ronaldinho and kind of going in there and changing everything from what Roy Carr done. Um, I do think, though, he's done untold damage to his legacy with his action in the last couple of days. I think he would have been... A, like a famous Irish singer said, Carlino, you say best when you say nothing at all. Yeah. I think yeah. Guardiola would have been far better off just being more professional than he is. The fact that he, he comes out and he apologizes. I don't really give a fuck that he said and about the slip, to be honest with you, but it was just more of a, a more of a, a telltale sign as to where his head's at. I think... Yeah, snidey. I'd imagine the biggest critic in the wall of Pep Guardiola will be Pep Guardiola and I think when yeah. he looks back he'll see his time at Man City as a big big mistake of hanging around or even taking a job to begin with because I don't think he realised 
just how little credit he would get for his achievement. Um, yeah. And, and, and look, I'd, I'd listen to both sides of the argument to people. Like, I, I retweeted the, the video from the Villa podcast. Lads. I thought it was brilliant. I did. I thought he, he makes a lot of valid points, but I'm not going to just... It's baby out with the backwater stuff. For, for me, Guardiola changed football, changed the landscape of football with what he did with that Barcelona team. I know he struggled to replicate it since, but I think his impact on the game is untold. And just put the personal stuff aside, he's a phenomenal coach. Um, and that's what I'd say. In, in terms of a coach, he's unbelievable. But in terms of a manager... Give me your organ all day. But you see, the thing on the thing on Pep for me is right. Like Santander says, Pep is being in the best jobs in each country. He's being at Barca, Bayern. See, you know, you know, we all we know all that. If he wins the league or a lesser team, then he would have been greater. I think when it comes to look, he's at Barcelona, and if he's going to move and he's going to Germany, he's going to, only going to take Bayern. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's that's not fair, going but, to but it's the English move. I think that's the one that hurts him because if he goes to Liverpool or even United and City are still what they are but he's at Liverpool or United and wins a couple of titles brilliant but I think he's probably he's won lots but I think for his own for his own um, legacy I suppose and how people might look at him you will always get that thing where if he'd have went into England and went to the two of the biggest even with Man City as the entity they are now and went against them and won things he'd have a huge, huge, much bigger legacy because let, let's look at Klopp for a minute. Like, say for argument, say, play for argument, say Klopp is at Dortmund, goes to Barcelona, right? Wins two, wins two at Dortmund, goes to Barcelona, wins two or three leagues, wins the European Cup, whatever it might be, Bournes out, says I'm taking a break, and comes and goes to Liverpool, right? And he wins where he wins. His legacy is through the roof, and it is anyway, but it's through the roof. Whereas Guardiola went bang, bang, and then went, you took the easy one. If he'd have went into Liverpool or United because of the stature of them clubs, especially with what City were doing over over the other side of Manchester, I think his legacy would have been huge. I think he's he's Are a brilliant, you... brilliant coach. He's a brilliant coach. Yeah. I think he's um, the best coach of all time. I don't. But not the best manager, as Sean, he said. Well, I think, what he, does on, I think what he does on the pitch and what he does with his teams is amazing. And it's amazing with Bayern Munich and it's amazing with Manchester City. But he relies on spending and that was always his downfall. When he went to Barcelona and Sean, he was right, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, in my opinion, for that Barcelona thing. Because he came up from the B team and he had loads of big decisions. And I've had arguments with people who said, oh, Roy Card was had them there. They were in a shit state when he came in there. He had to drum loads of them out. Bad attitudes all over the place. Roy Card was letting them really do what he want. And he went in there and he done it. And he left and he goes to Bayern Munich. But the tweaks and systems and all, he's changing the game all the time. Whether we like him or we don't, he changes everything with the game. And others copy him all the time. But he's a terrible signer of players or buyer of players when he gets money. And he was from Barcelona. Do you remember he bought Chigrinsky, the Ukrainian centre-back yeah. for Bladen, loads of money and he was an absolute stock in a show. He swaps Eto for Ibrahimovic and a load of money as well and didn't know how yeah. to play him because he just didn't suit the system. When when it comes to money, and that, this is all Guardiola wanting it, you know what I mean? When it comes to money with Guardiola, I think he makes an absolute bollocks of things. But as a coach, I think he's an absolute innovator. I think he's one of the, the greatest of all time. Um, maybe not the greatest coach of all time because I, I think back to the olden days when 
people are reinventing games and things like that. But I think he's up there with them. I really do think he's a great coach that doesn't get. But Sean, he's right. He's an absolute tit. The way he goes on in the last few days with his stuff, that that's all he'd be remembered for. He's like a crazy but fucker, like like a if, like a genius artist or something. We said it before. In some weird in some weird alternate universe, if you had a put Pep in place for Klopp doing the exact same things that Klopp had to do with the exact same resources. I genuinely reckon he'd be in a mental hospital. I'm not even joking you. Yeah. I, do, I do. And that's not a slight on the owners or anything, but Klopp literally had to... Klopp came in and couldn't spend $300 million on, on fullbacks. He had to make deal what he done. He turned... He turned... turned out rough diamonds all over the place. Where I think... I think Strep... Pep does seem to struggle with big personalities. Um, he struggled mm-hmm. with Ibrahimovic. Apparently, he was, Ronaldinho was never his cup of the tea before. Struggled with Aguero Eddie as well. Barca, struggled with Aguero. Eto, Eto as well, yeah. Eto, yeah. And you look at now at Cancelo, Yaya Torre. So, Bernardo Silva is another one. Yeah. I, I'd imagine if you looked... Go for, for example, you spoke to Robert Lewandowski. I can only imagine the things he'd have to say about Jorgen Klopp. Um, you know, like, Conan made a brilliant point on the podcast that he was literally taking the best player from Bayern every year. And I, and I get that, look, the, the Pep one is a mad one because I'd find myself agreeing with both sides of the argument. But I think if you're taking your Liverpool hat off and not being cynical, you got to give the man credit for what he's done in football. I think... I think he'll he'll leave a lasting impression in the game. I think even if you look now at some of the players played under him, uh, what they're going on to do as coaches, because you can imagine they're taking a lot out, a lot out of his book. The likes of Xavi, the likes of Alonso, the likes of um, Arteta. So yeah, company as well. Mm. Yeah, a company as well who's had a good start to his, his managerial career at, at, at Burnley. So look, I think. Pep, Pep, I think in probably 10, 15 years' time when he turns around look back at all of this, I think Pep Guardiola will, in a quiet room, around close friends, would admit that Man City was a big mistake. He'd so, he'd never so admit so publicly. Who, who do you have higher regard? Yeah, but... Um, Go on, go on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Carl. No, I was going. I was going to ask Shani because Shani says Shani and I think Keith as well view him have very hard. Do you have who do you have higher gotten like legacy, Arsen Wenger or or Pep Guardiola? Well, Arsen Wenger is a good comparison because people automatically jump in with the likes of Ancelotti and Ferguson, whereas I don't think they're great coaches at all. Um, uh, Zinedine Zidane, one, I don't think he's a great coach. Yeah. Wenger was another revolutionary. Yeah. Wenger completely changed the landscape of English football uh, and people won't agree. Like, you need to look into what he done when he came in to Arsenal. He completely changed the culture. Um, obviously, it would have happened eventually anyway because mm-hmm. the way the game was going. But Wenger made footballers athletes uh, and, again, one I wouldn't slight. I just think... He stayed too long. Or imagine if Wenger had got out of Arsenal, he could have went and managed anywhere in the world. And yeah. I reckon he would have won won all the trophies. And um, he was just he was on the wrong side of it of a couple of bad decisions in a Champions League final with um with Arsenal. I love Wenger. I, I always did. 
and um, I hated the way he was treated at the end. He stayed about. Um, I actually, he genuinely stayed about six years ago. Yeah, hours. but I think he grew very attached Gav, to to the. He was. He just, he just had a. He just had a major say in the club. His say in the club was so high that it was like, yeah. could we move him upstairs? But I don't think he wanted to. Do you know the yeah, sort of way yeah. that? I just. I love Wenger. I, yeah, I, I thought Wenger was always, great. I did think yeah. Wenger was great, but for me, Guardiola, I think is a great, great coach. And and you say like he does bring players and he makes them better. I think part of that is he just keeps buying really, really, really top end players, yeah, and exactly. they they make each, they make each other better because you know a few of them is better than one or two of them. Um, but when I look like when you talk about the, the you know the ticky tack of football and kind of going well the Dutch done that and then you talk about other oh, machine go and watch Milan in the early 90s they were a fucking machine you know and I'm not saying he's, he's wrong for taking bits from whether that would be Cruyff or whether it would be um, was it Saki in, in, in charge of Milan it would have been Capello um, was it Capello that, that yeah. yeah 90s yeah um, but there's no problem in taking all them and he has kind of done, done his own things as well um, I, I just even not arguing over my coach, I think just the move, the career move. I think, I think he, I think you're right, Sean. I think he probably looks back and goes, "If I'd have went to Liverpool and United and won, like someone said in the chat, if he wins two one. titles and one Champions League in five years at Liverpool, they'd be like, he's he's the fucking business." If he won one title at United, they'd be walk more than all the titles he's had to win in there at Man City. That's yes. that's a fact. Yeah, especially what's is there at the moment. Yeah. 100%. I wonder if you could give him the choice to go back in time and tell him he's that he's not allowed, but no, that he's not allowed to spend what he spent, and he had to let's say walk under a clock model. I think he'd have been better. I think he'd have been a better coach if he'd have done that. If he'd have concentrated on developing players and making players better. Now we're not talking about fucking Sunday league players here. We're talking about the high end players. I think he'd have been a better coach. I think the money and the Man City thing where he's just if a fifty million pound fullback doesn't work, get me another fifty million pound fullback and then well, another sixty million centre back. And then everyone's falling out and heads are going all over the place. I think if he had a clock model that he was told he had to work with and he said, right, you can get these players, but you have to make them better. You're not going to get a budget to change it. I think he'd have been even better because I think he's a good coach. Mm. Right, yeah, but how... then you you need you need the question is him as a person as well because yes. we can't forget oh, that he was, pop, he was popped twice for doping as a mm. as a player so yeah shouldn't really be surprised with all this going on and to be honest with you it's damage control now for him we think yeah and what he does in these next six months because i've actually never been more sure that city are going to get nailed uh, and yeah. he's going to be front and center because i think he's going down with the ship I think we'll be waiting a little yeah. while yet before we see if they, they get done or not. Right, Carl, we better let you go, my man. Um, and then um, we'll probably talk Thanks, to you Carl. next week. Thanks for calling Cheers, us. Man, no problem. Yep. Take it easy. Bye bye. Cheers. Yeah. Um, I have another caller. That's the, reason, the only reason I got rid of the car. Now, we have. Um, let me see who we have. Ronaldinho is the goat. Can you I hear us? Argue. Yeah, it is hard. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, Carlos can. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, honestly, it's a pleasure to be on. I've been listening to you guys for a while. So, uh, always love. Uh, honestly, I listen more when we win because uh, <laughs> yeah. we enjoy it all when we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so I just want to ask you, first of all, um, for the Champions League, if everyone's fit, who would be your uh, starting like attack? And I don't want to see say front three because 
I don't think it should be necessarily a three. But for me personally, um, I would absolutely make sure to have Salah and Nunes near the goal. Uh, because I find that whenever Salah is on, you know, the wing on the linesman position, I think we have trouble scoring because who else, where are the goals going to come from? Um, at this point in time, I think Nunez, you can't trust him in front of goal. Um, I think right now playing on the wing absolutely suits him um, because that's where he's just able to use his raw speed and not get in situations where he can, you know, think twice. Um, so, so yeah, so that's the first question. Um, second is midfield wise. Uh, you've probably been asked that, um, a lot, but who would you get rid of and who would you keep? For me, I would personally keep maybe Bashetic and, uh, Tiago. And personally, I'm, I'm, I don't know who else I would be keen on. I think the rest, I would, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind getting rid of, to be honest. So... So yeah, these are my questions. Front forward players, Champions League. Um, are we I talking Champions with... League against Real, or have we got? Yeah, we'll be talking Real. Yeah, if, if everyone's yeah. fit. Um, I'm with you a little bit on the whole. It shouldn't specifically be four three three. I think at times when we play four three three, the other night we were really good, but it's you know that's an outlier to everything else that's gone on over the last many games. You want to count. Yeah. Um, I'd like to touch on midfield and forward really Stefan Bacetic has to play in every game for Liverpool if he's available and he's okay to play he must play because we always worked under um, meritocracy where if you're good enough and you hold that short you don't get it taken off you so I don't really care that Jordan Henderson and Fabinho had a great game the other night or good games or wherever way you want to put it um, Stefan Bacetic should play he probably should be the first name on the team sheet in midfield right now. Forward-wise, I have a, I have a feeling he's going to get Firmino back in this team as quick as he possibly can. I think you'll probably see Firmino, you'll, Nunes, Salah as a front three going forward for the moment if, if Firmino's fit. I just think the work he does in a defensive sense for Liverpool is huge. In the press is huge. And... That would allow Nunes and and Salah to even be a little bit more central, if they need to be. Um, so my my three would be, my three would definitely be um, Firmino, um, Nunes, Salah, and midfield wise, who goes, who stays, God only knows, mate. Because honestly, you know, there's so many there that you could make a case for leaving the club, and there's a few that you could make a case for staying. But at the moment, um, Bacetich definitely to play and then three will probably be, be my forward three and it gives Gakbo a little bit of space to acclimatise to being a Liverpool player. Keith? Well, I think Gakbo was very good on <coughs> night and mm. we saw probably the, the first real glimpse of what he can do at Liverpool. I think he's looked good in little tiny flashes in the other games so really nothing that you could base anything on whereas I felt you're on night. I thought that front three you're on night worked really well. I think Salah was really good I, it's one of the best goals we scored in a long time, that Salah goal, because it was old Liverpool. And I know you have to evolve and you have to move on, but what we've seen too many times this season is Nunes on a counter-attack who's so fast. And if Salah is up him, he's not in a great position and he's the only one supporting him, or vice versa, if Salah's gone and Nunes is there. We had Gakbo there, we had Salah there, we had Robbo making a charge up as well, and we were really breaking fast. 
and Nunes gets the ball in. He terrorised defenders on the left. So I actually think, I do know what you're saying, Gav, about Firmino getting Firmino back in, but I think we're going to see more of the the Gakpo in the centre, Nunes on the left, and Salah on the right going forward in the games. So I think it's going to not settle on that. I, I don't know when Diaz is back. There's sort of moments that he'll be back, but they won't rush him back in. But I think you'll see that as the main front three, and then you'll have players dotted in. Like Firmino will come in, or Jota will come in, and they'll sort of mix and match them there. But it's just good to have these options back. Mm. It's great to have these options back. With regards to midfield, um, Wachetic, um, look, he's absolutely brilliant. He's only played a handful of games, but he's been highly rated for a while within the club and the youth system and all that. And the kid just is taking everything on. We didn't know if he'd start in the derby. Uh, I think we might have said it on Sunday night. We were unsure if he, he would have probably got the nod with the fact that he, he absolutely loves a yellow card. But the performance he put in during the night was brilliant. Now, I've said before that I think Harvey Elliott's a brilliant player, even as a midfielder. I think he's an option when things are going better. But was said at the time, you can't put too much pressure on a 19-year-old kid. You can't put too much on an 18-year-old either. But if they're good enough, the age shouldn't come in. Do you look at Joe Bellingham running running shows, running midfields at 19, 18 years old in the Champions League. You know, there's no reason why they can't do it. So he's one that I would be saying, this kid, I'd be giving him the blade and keys of the gaff because he's going to save us a fortune in the future. About, you know, not, whether we look to buy, uh, if we move Fabinho on and we look to buy a new sort of defensive midfielder, we can just look, we don't need to break the bank for him because we have a kid there that can grow into that and we can just supplement that somewhere else. But any of the rest can really go, in my opinion. Not I'd get rid of them all, but I just can't see any of the others making a push. Even Thiago, like Thiago's brilliant. I love Thiago, one of my favourite players. If they sold him in the summer and had a plan to replace him, we'd be like, right, fair enough. We've got a few years out of him. Um, I wouldn't be too upset about it, but we're not going to do all that. We're not going to sell... Well, I don't even want to sell too many midfielders on top of the ones we lose for free. So it'll be it'll be interesting, but at the moment, Gav said it. But Chetic, first name on the sheet, everything else gets dotted around him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Shani, yeah, I'd be reluctant to change any of the front three from Juranoi. To be honest with you, I think Gakpo really like confidence is a big thing for for forward players, and I think we see him when he got the goal. He really did come alive, and um, he commits players, which I really like, and he did. He's 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 way quicker than I thought he was. Um, I've seen that that video of him breaking with Mo, and he can shift. I think it's just a confidence thing. I think Nunes is Darwin. He frustrates because he puts himself in great positions, and that will come. But he's an absolute nuisance. I'd imagine if you're an opposition defender and you're seeing his name on the bench, you'd be delighted. Uh, so yeah. that would tell you exactly, like. Opposition fans going on about how poor his return is. It's actually not that bad at all when you look at numbers. But look at the glee in Liverpool fans when he was ready and available and fit again. We were delighted to have him back. That's not the sign of someone who was a flop. Um, the midfield, I think we're going to get lashed for this, but I'd, I'd persist with the three that played again the other night because... The only way they're going to turn around if they can play themselves back into a bit of form because I actually don't think that they've 
become bad players overnight. Um, I just think it's in their psyche a little bit, and they've struggled to perform. I think I think they've had re- I think they've had requisite rest over the last maybe six weeks, and I think that showed with Henderson the other night. I thought he was brilliant, um, yeah. and you could see Fabinho was Fabinho was playing blowing passes again, which is a sign that he's more confident of those players who are around them. But you have to look at you look you have to look at Henderson in particular. Like we play Newcastle yeah, at Saturday, and then we play we play Real Madrid on Tuesday. Yeah. Henderson can't do it. Well, he just can't do I, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know he can't. But I'd be more inclined to to play Henderson away at Newcastle, and then see what he has again. Because I, to be honest with you, I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I, the, the league table is a complete falsehood at the moment. I think we're a couple of results. It, it, it's kind of completely flip. Look at Arsenal; they were eight points clear. I think this time two weeks ago. Yeah, and mm. the second now in the league, and and the league, the, the the Premier League is it's a bottleneck. And I think with a couple of positive results, we could really catch Chelsea, Sports, and Newcastle. The teams that we don't even have to catch Chelsea. That yeah, I was only saying to the day. Yeah. I think we need to win. Three and they haven't looked great. So I don't know. Nabi Kate, you, if he's fit, think, uh, we're going to have to use you, him. So, yeah. I'm with the boys that I called a few weeks ago that I wanted the judges to get more minutes at Ben Doak. And people were like, you can't be playing. If they're fucking good enough, they're old yeah. enough. Um, 100%. Like, the young lad looks dead inside when he plays. Nothing phases him. Yeah. And that's a big thing. That's a big thing. He has complete confidence in himself. And he's found himself in this team by chance and I think he's had to give himself a big future at Liverpool because he's had to get in a long term deal and now he's in the starting eleven. I think above the rest of the, the midfield selection it's a shame Thiago got injured because I know people like to have slander on him but he before the young lad come in I can't I'm just going to call him the young lad because I haven't got his name down <laughs> yet um, I don't know how to really say it's it it's back to boy Chetich whatever you want which whatever yeah, you want boy, uh, bleeding Stefan, I call him Steph. Steph, Tiago was brilliant. I think he had a couple of four games, but he was the one midfielder out of them all that was kind of. He was having to do too much, wasn't he? He was yeah, having to yeah, do so, too much. Look, I stick with it, stick with what we're doing. And I think we've had, like, although the other night it was a 4 3 3, I think we've seen a bit of a different system in terms of in and out position, in terms of maybe two sitting. Uh, midfielders when when we don't have the ball and then lads being a little bit more malleable going forward so yeah it was positive the other night was positive that's a great point actually that sitting players like it's usually Fabinho or Bocetic but yeah but both of them yeah and we were winning winning a lot more second balls and he loves the tackle and you could just see you could see Fabinho kind of had that safety blanket there where yeah. he was playing around the corner passes and forced time balls back out the fullbacks and I think that'll come back to him but in terms of the summer I, I, I'd I love to be the one just fucking everyone out but it's not going to work that way because the logistics of the squad won't allow it and we're already losing a couple through we're not, losing the mid- we're not losing the midfielder in the yeah, summer but, that's in contract. We're, I don't think we are. We're yeah, not, we're, I don't go. think you'll see an yeah, yeah. one of them. So I think if you're looking at it that way, like three out, one in, I don't know it. 
I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm got, watching Bellingham tonight. I'm just getting, I'm getting the, I'm getting the feeling we're not getting him. I, I, I just, I'm, I think he's gonna go Madrid or something. I don't know what it is. I just, every time I'm gonna stop watching him because it's actually haunting me feelings because I just don't know. I don't. He, he will take serious convincing now. After the six months that we've had, because he's kind <laughs> maybe of maybe so, but I even probably look at I even think, but the side of the years. I think United, United with new owners and all Qatar. I don't know what. There's yeah, you never know, but possibility we could get the way, out this, the sort of fella he is, he could look at himself as a solution to Liverpool. You know, right? Well, please God, Gav, please God. Well, listen, we'll, 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 we'll. I don't know, say a prayer or something. I don't know what. There's nothing really we can do, Shani, to be honest. Um, yeah, exactly. Right, mate. Gonna have to let you go because I've one more caller to come in. All right, but um, if you need I that next week, don't be, don't be afraid to call in. Cheers, pal. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Take it easy, pal. Now, one more before we go. Uh, guess three. Here we go. I am sure have him there. Ryan, I think his name is. Ryan. What's the, what's the story, lads? How we get, man? Good, good. How's it going, Ryan? What's the crack? Sorry, I'm, the I'm crack? getting used to this whole listening to you in the background sort of thing. Okay. Um, Off oh, fun. It is a bit. It is a bit. Yeah. Now, good, good to be on the show, lads. Uh, I'm, I'm Emma Cavanagh's cousin. You might be able to see the resemblance. We're both very. Did you rub his beard? He gave me a little bit there. Now, look, he's, he's doing a great job on here. I've been enjoying it since Emma <coughs> listening to you. But um, my question for you is. is uh, Sorry, I'm really struggling with this this uh, this background. Can you hear me there, lads? Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah. Ah, right, man. Loud and clear. Sorted, sorted. Yeah, come here. I was listening to his talk about Pep there, um, and I suppose that kind of intrigues me because I think the fellas lost the plot. Like, I was watching that game earlier on, and why is, why is Bernardo playing left-back? Does anyone want to address this? Like, Galaxy brain and as usual. This is what he does, yeah. This is this you is see, Pep. Go I have a theory. I have a theory on this. I have a theory on this, right? If he he goes out there tonight and he puts out a formation and he done similar against them, um, done similar in a game. Was it was it Arsenal in a cup game? It was a couple of weeks ago where I looked at the team and went, what's going on here? There's like no fullbacks in this team. But then you look and you think maybe Ake can play there and Walker can play there. But I have a thing where when Pep does this, right? And he, he's done it, like, consistently over the last five, six years. He's, if you actually look at it, he does it a lot. And the reason he does it is, one, I think he tries to just bamboozle the opposition into what is going on here, and he'll win a game. Two, if it goes wrong, I think he gets nervous going into big games, and he tries things like this, right? So if it goes wrong, he kind of goes, well, I had to play that, and, you know, it's kind of a get-out. And three, he's making moves for a shitload of money in the summer. And if you look at his formations over the last few weeks, the personnel there, plus the comments he made about not caring about the Premier League, going back a few weeks ago, and then the fi- the following week after that when they're beaten by, were they beaten by Spurs or maybe won a game? What, they, they beat Spurs beat after 2-0 down. Spurs and him, he, They were 2-0 down, they won 4-2, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And he turns around then and says, yeah, no, the players weren't good enough. And you can see the, the evolution of this happens nearly every season with Pep, where he does something mad. And it's not because he thinks it's a good idea to put Bernardo fucking Silva left back against Saka. It, it's there's obviously something else going on where 
he's looking for something or he's looking for a not a way out but he's looking for that'll be the hill I die on after this game if something goes wrong where I can say oh well look we tried this because I was missing this and I was missing that you know I sold Zinchenko so I'd no left back something like that you know yeah, but he wasn't a bleeding left yeah, back yeah but either. boys if I'm being honest with you it was a fucking master stroke tonight oh no like to a point he didn't. He didn't. Like my thing is, I think he's doing what he's doing now. Is he's he's and I might be wrong, but I'm just I just doing my head in at the minute. Like I'm just thinking, he sticks Bernardo left back, right? Saka. I thought Saka had him on toast. I think he kicked Saka about four times. Should have been on a yellow. Yeah, he gets very, a yellow just on. before the end of the fourth half, doesn't he? If, eventually, yeah. Um, and like it just it just didn't make any sense. And as soon as he put Bernardo into his actual position and put Ake left back, they scored their goals. Like, and it's. I don't know if he's trying to make himself look like this genius because it's not That's going well. And then he changes it and he's like, oh, look what I did. But I'm just thinking, you started Bernardo Silva left back. It yeah. makes no sense. Like, I, I just, it's I, like I, going out in the rain with, with an umbrella in your hand and only putting it up halfway through the walk and saying, look yeah. look what I've done. It's, it's a, it's... Keith, what do you make of it? Because... <coughs> or just setting fire to the umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Or at least I was I, warm I, when it was raining. Yeah. The yeah. thing with Pep is, for me, Pep Guardiola is one of these, and I think fullback is the position that will you look back on. You'd never think it. Fullback would be the position with Pep Guardiola that's sort of he's done the most head scratching or pulling his hair out if he had any. The fullbacks, these these coaches, and Jurgen Klopp's no different. The Jurgen Klopp loves putting midfield players into fullback because the idea being that you know a midfielder, if you're an attacking team. You'd rather have a midfielder in there creating and pushing up than a defensive player who can't really add to your attack. And he'd, he'd be thinking along them lines. He's put fullbacks into midfield because he thinks fullbacks are the cleverest fucking players that he has. Yeah, Philip Lamb's the greatest player he ever coached. That was obviously just a big up Philip Lamb. But he always tries to do that one little change, that one little tweak. Whether it be you know putting a, a fullback into centre back and a centre back into fullback and a fucking midfielder into defence and all that, Gav mentions Zinchenko. He was a centre mid. Now he's a, a fullback. Do you know what I mean? Like Pepe put him in there, and it's he's looking at the likes of a Bernardo Silva. I think Bernardo Silva's a great player. He's a ratty little fucker. He's the the fittest player, one of the fittest players in the league. He's probably not the quickest over a sprint, but he's able to. He's got the stamina to run and keep up with it. Bakayo Saka. I just think it's one of them that he's trying to be, he's trying to out-clever Arteta, who's his, his protege or whatever, for want of a better word. And he's just trying to be the smartest manager in the world. You know, everyone's against me, the world's against me, yeah. I'm going to show Boom. I think in it's got to do with the, the opposition because as good as Arsenal has been this year, like, I'm not mad in Ketia. Martinelli's very good, but he's not like, the finished he's so one dimensional he's very one dimensional you know what he's going to do every single time the only one on the front three who's a real maverick is is Saka where and he'll be a man next season you know what Saka's going to do but you can't stop him sort of thing you know I I think Guardiola just backed that back three tonight to do the job and then in possession cause Arsenal hassle with, with the bodies in there because Arsenal have dominated a lot of their games I'd imagine his mind was probably made up when he found out Party wasn't in the game because he knew what type of player Jorginho is that just put legs in and around him and that's that's kind of what happened I didn't 
I don't think City had to be brilliant tonight, which is disappointing if I was an yeah, yeah. If I was an Arsenal fan, that's the thing that would disappoint me the most because Arsenal had loads of the ball, but I don't know. I just I didn't see it from tonight. Like I said, I think it got to sixty minutes and then they were starting to feel it in their legs. But yeah. look, Pep's done this before. He got to the fucking Champions League final and didn't play a whole midfielder yeah. against Chelsea when when Mason Mount was one of the better players in Europe, you know, and he taught him a new arsehole in the final and then he does it against Leon. He's done this for ages. He's done it at Bayern. He's even done it at Barca. Um, I just, I'm with you though. I do think he's losing the plot. I think his head is going a bit fizzy. Some of the stuff he's saying, coming out and apologising. I don't know. I, he's in a major dilemma now. And I think he went he went way too early with all the stuff he said last week. Oh, if I man sees officer, I'm like, will you shut the fuck up? Like, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, he lied. And like from listening to that, I felt like he had very little dialogue because if you were, you were to ask me of all the players they have, what's Man City's greatest asset? Well, I'd say it's Pep Guardiola. So the owner should have been doing everything that they can to protect him at all costs. But it looks like that he's kind of covering up for them. But that's probably because he's accessory to all this because yeah. if why are we to believe that his situation is any different to Roberto Mancini's? And he's getting paid through different channels and avenues yeah. because it's it's gonna look bad on him at the end of the day after everything that he said in the past. That like he's already proved to be a fucking bullshit because he said I'll walk if I found out they lied to me. Well, they clearly lied to you, Pep, because they weren't found innocent at all by fucking by your wife. They got off on a technicality, the statute of limitations. That putting out injunctions in the media to stop all this shit coming out. They all smack a guilt. They yeah. all smack a guilt. And the only one that could have put a face on and frame a little bit of innocence was maybe him. But he told the defensive line and then he started attacking Gerard. And I think like, that was embargoed. The funny thing about that was that was embargoed. And then start mentioning the Daniel day. Levy. Like, no, but that was all said on the same day, Gav. Yeah. That was embargoed. Yeah. And, and that all came out then the next day. And you're kind of like, I saying. United fans and Arsenal fans going, ah, oh, Pep having a stab at Gerrard. And Liverpool fans are kind of like going, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. You weren't even the gaffer when that happened. Yeah. You were only getting paid to one account yeah. at that stage of life. <laughs> He's a bullshit artist. He always yeah. has been. i seen a video the other day of all the lawyers crying after he won the league saying Aguero couldn't be replaced. Get the yeah. fucking boat. You hated the cunt. You couldn't get him out quick enough. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? So I know he's a spacer. He's he's a but like it's I would I would say it's sad, but it's not because like I said, you can question his character even going back to being as yeah, a player. Hundred percent. He's is is fucking his his legacy is in shambles. If if this all I think comes the, in. I, because I, I, the I house, just... he had a chance to get out of the door before the house of cards came down, but he's decided. I'll go if, down with the ship. But if I'm him, Sean, if, 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 if I'm him and I know what's going on, right, which I'm presuming if Hatton has gone on, he would be fairly privy to it, right, at the football club. I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, I'm not answering these questions. Because one, it's allegations against Manchester City Football Club, not me directly. And two, I don't have the legal mind to sit here, right? He's a very intelligent fella, but he doesn't have the legal mind with 100 charges with all these different, you know, bits to them. To, to answer them are properly so 
just say nothing. You just say, listen, I can't answer them questions. This is between the Premier League and this football club are a level that I'm not privy to. I'm here to manage football. But he doesn't. He starts going off like, oh, I, I, I think we'll be found innocent. And I'm kind of going, why are you saying, even when, even words like, yeah, I'm convinced we'd be found innocent. I'm like, no, no, yeah, you no. can't say that. You have to say, <laughs> we are innocent. And yeah. this, but he's not, it's it's all over. But this show that he wasn't privy to it, the, the ones above him, like Chicky Bagheera's time as a teammate in Barcelona. It's not like he's dealing with fellas over in Abu Dhabi from, you know, above him. It's, I don't know what's happening above my head. It's, it's I'm just doing on the pitch. Soriano, Chicky Bagheera-Stein, they're his men. He knows exactly what's been going on with them. And mm. they know exactly what's been going on above them. So he's, he's coming across absolutely stupid. You don't expect him to say anything else, but he could just say nothing. You know what I mean? He could say, I'm not answering this. Uh, yeah. And but, like, but in fairness, look, they deserve they deserve everything to get. They made a banner over the, the fucking. Fans, exactly, they made yeah. a banner about the lawyer that's going to represent them, right? Uh, so I'm sorry, you know. Get paid I mean? more than the Brian out here. That's what you know. What I mean, he's getting <laughs> fucking fifty grand. Yeah, he might a day put a statue up outside the ground that looks like him because the Davis Silver one looks. Ah, like the Davis Silver one. Do you remember all the, the, the statues? The Vince, the Vince and Company one looks like your man out of blade and red dwarf. Like it doesn't look kind of like him. It looks completely Pep, different. Pep, Pep will stick him left back or something now when he comes in. Watch, like yeah. kind of yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. I have a quick one for you before I bounce. Right, so uh, I was saying it to Emma earlier on. I was saying this to a few of the lads. Like if you were to create a five-a-side team of people like footballers, you just hey assholes like i think richarlison's the first one that kind of comes to my mind but yeah. it has to have some sort of structure do you get me like i can't just be five people. so yeah. we're, going, we're going goalkeeper two defenders you do pick your formation gav okay yeah two defenders and See, i don't like five sides i like six sides because a goalkeeper oh, shouldn't even count then two defenders two if no i'll tell you what i go, go well you have to go goalie right you have to go two defenders one defender two, two midfielders and a forward defender. one defender the keeper can play fly keeper. You gotta think about exactly. the right. So just just people yeah. I hate. Okay, um, this shouldn't be too hard, really. Um, <laughs> Richarlison's a great show because I can't fucking stomach him. Um, but there's a lot Matt of Matt A hundred percent Matt Latissier. Right, absolutely hates Liverpool. Used to apps the horn he used to get when he used to cover Liverpool and Gillette Soccer Saturday, yeah. and Liverpool were scored again. So Matt Latissier can play um, anywhere midfield or up front. He's definitely in. Goalkeeper was um, Bailey Jones says Pickford. Yeah, Pickford's yeah the easy there's show. no way it can't be him. Can't stand him after smashing. Can't be Pickford. anyone else. Yeah, he's can't the be. he's the ultimate wanker. Yeah, definitely. Can't be him. anyone else. Is Dick Carrius in there potentially? Nah, poor oh, Carrius. Just... <laughs> Madrid, it's still a, it's still a yeah. touchy one. He got a concussion, didn't he? Because someone nearly hit him once, so we let him away with that. Pickford, three, I right. couldn't possibly leave out. Who was the three? Let's go. Pickford, yeah. Gary Neville, yeah. And Bruno Fernandez. I fucking oh, I hate, Bruno Fernandez, hate that cunt. Right, we're a passion. The look of him. I yeah. hate him. As for Neville, don't get me started because <laughs> I won't stop. Well, you see, that's and because Pickford's. you're watching telly and they're all handling characters. Um, Gabby Abonlahar would definitely be up there for me. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Jesus one. Christ, you know, I'll say no more on him. Matt Letizia, Neville is a great show. Pickford is a great show. I hated John Terry. Hated John Terry. Well, I didn't um, mind him. All right. I hate El Hashouf. 
He's a scumbag. He's the scum of the earth. Bruno Fernandes. If he's watching, he'll be a lovely fella. Bruno Fernandes is a good Bruno. show. Um, Bernardo Silva is a little shit house. Isn't yeah. He's I'm trying to think back. There's definitely Everton players going back to the like two. Do you remember your man uh, Herrera and Herrera sent him in for you know? Yeah, yeah. He, was a little, he, he was, was a little player as well. He was. He a was a little flea though, wasn't he? Yeah. A bit like Do you know who else I hated? Danny Mills. He was a fucking. Ah, prick. and he's still a prick. Do you ever hear him? What these was that? Days? What was that man's name? That um, you are gonna know this. He played for Southampton. Francis No, he's a. Dirty bastard. Do you know what he does now? He does like homes under a hammer now on bleeding BBC or something. Not the what's his name? Someone on now. Chris something I think his name was. He was a fucking dirty pig. For Southampton? Yeah, he played a hold on, I'm gonna have to get this. Someone will know. He works for BBC now. Chris, um, off I think his name He works for BBC now. Oh, oh do you know what he works on? It's not BBC. He does the championship for Sky. You had us looking at homes under a hammer. Poor Dion Dublin was getting <laughs> no, the blade. I thought Dion Dublin. I was like, did Dion Dublin ever play for Southampton? Uh, hold on. I'm going to get an now. Sky Sports Presenters Championship. Someone in the chat will have it. Rattle off a few names there. I remember this folk. He was just a dirty bastard. Played for Southampton? He played, I'm nearly sure he played for Southampton, yeah. Is he in all um, position? I think he was a centre mid. Man, the only, only midfield I remember was it was was it Marsden the Baldy fella. David Brunton. David Brunton. Not Brunton. Oh, you don't like David Played for Southampton for a bit. Mainly he played for Forest as well. I think he played with Leeds. He played for a few. Yeah, he played for a few he teams. Was a fucking pig. He was a <laughs> little knacker. Um, I hated that yeah. So we So let's let's pick a team between us then. So we're going Pickford and goal. Neville yeah, as a yeah. defender. Bruno Fernandes. I have to have Matt Letizia. I despise the man. <laughs> so can I, can I have Matt Letizia? And then we need a forward. Harry Kane's a great show. I hate yeah. him. Yeah, I can't stand him. It's really Harry Kane's a Yeah, but he gave us one of the best videos of all time. Do you remember when he got through to the Champions League? He went, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have to let him go. Yeah, on but he tried went. to claim a goal that he didn't get and swore on his kid's life. He's yeah, I know, but like, yeah, but like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's only a bit of crack. Is that if what we El Hadj Duf? El Hadj Duf, yeah. Jesus. He played for the I love him because I play for him, but I think if you're if you're any other fan, it's a bit like Diego Costa. Like you love him when he's on your team, but if he's uh, against you, you... Luis Suarez, you could hold Luis Suarez's career up. He's what Barcelona's toured all-time goal scorer. That's after us, you know what I mean? Like, I think Luis Suarez is one. I uh, hate Ashley Barnes. Who? Ashley Barnes off Burnley. That's a harsh one. That one. Yeah, no, a... can't stand. What did he, he do? I just. I don't know. He has an attitude that doesn't match his ability. That's yeah, and does. then if you pull it up to him, I don't think he fucking he backs it up. Let's Everett was a fucking cunt. Right, yeah, we put, yeah. well, let's put Pickford, no, Everett, that. Neville, Bruno Fernandez, Letizia. Can we have that? Four manks. Or three manks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't know. I'd just send Letizia out to Lowman's or something and get the eight quid for him. He's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad what, what's the story with him what's, what's he against is it the vaccine everything 
everything, everything yeah. immigrants, everything, 5G, anything, Jeez. 6G, you name it. I'd say trophies. Matt Letizia went rasher, right? When they changed from marathon to Snickers, I'd say he went oh, fucking rasher, would you? He went on strike and all over yeah. that. <laughs> he's, right. he's in well, the we gap now. Go. It's 10 past 11. I think to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ryan, stay where you are. We'll do the end of the show with you here. Um, that has been the midweek fix Colin. That is Ryan, who's Emmett's cousin. He's t- he's a much better beard than Emmett as well. Fair yeah, play to him. Yeah. Emmett made a mess of himself a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, but look, that has been the calling. We've had loads of callers in tonight. Well, if, if, if you yeah, can't remember their names. Who do we have? Can we name them? Suresh. Suresh. We had Ronaldinho as a go. We had Ronaldinho as a go. Yeah. We had Ryan. So we had four. That was good. That was yes. good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but that has been um, the calling show for this week. Um bookmakers.com don't forget to check them out our charity is in the description if you want to donate hit the link in the description donate there if not share it wherever you can please do that um all super chats to this channel from now until whenever this campaign ends will be going to that charity as well so if you want to throw a super chat in you'll be rest assured it's all going to them as well but please please share it please donate if you can our golf day is coming up in june and we have got spots there to sponsor holes nearest the pin um long drives prizes for the raffle that night so if you want to sponsor in any way or donate in any way email us at lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and we look after you there as well um anything else before we go keith no enjoyed that it's great the out call in show does be brilliant um but yeah you're right the super chats it's it nearly feels like you're giving out to people for doing super chats these days but if they just understand that it's not the best way of donating money, you'd be like if you've seen a homeless person in the street and you bought them a cheeseburger and you took a bite out of it before you gave it to them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're not getting the full mm-hmm. the full whack. Yeah. YouTube are taking a percentage of this, so try and avoid the super chats. We do appreciate all that, but when it comes to charities, if we can get the Yeah, but some, some people are charity. in there and they're just on the YouTube account, they just click super chat and they put the yeah, money in, easy. and that's fine. Yeah, but if you have the extra couple of, if you have the extra sixty seconds or you don't want to watch us for 60 seconds, you can click the link in the description and give the money so it's, it's all good yeah. like that. So, um, Shani, anything else before we go? No, all good. Uh, well into all the callers. These were all yeah. brilliant. These are all great. The best boys. Emmett, you're blowing out. You're closing yeah. in now. That's it. I've been saying for a while. He's on well, the next one, well, the only thing I would say is you'd have to dock him down a point for coming on and going there. Uh, just give us a second there, lads. Will you as well as just yeah. sort me life out? Um, and then I'll ask you the question. But um, other than that, he's having, us, having us sitting there in silence. Yeah, we just sit here, Ryan. You take your fucking you time. Yeah, Ryan's bringing a fucking yeah. Chinese we're there. We're just sitting here waiting to do the show. Struggle there at the start. I listen on, this, on the podcast as well, right. uh, after as well. And like you just hear me paused for about two minutes there. Sorry about that. It's all right. I'll end the jail. Um, right, um, that has been it. We will talk to you soon. Um, yeah, have a good one. Over now. Take care, folks. Sports Social Podcast Network.